Welcome back to Bundesliga Recap. In this episode, I'll catch up on all the action. I missed uh, uh, match day 9 and a, and a um, Pokal week. So we'll just go from uh, team to team and see how their uh, last three games, if not always last three, but their last few games at least, and how they've been. Uh, Leverkusen, we'll start off with them. 2-1 win in their first in their match day 9 game against Freiburg. They looked very good. Um, uh, Florian Wirtz looked amazing in this match. He got a goal and an assist to add to his tally. Hoffman got a goal. Fringpong got a goal. The machine really moved. Um, overall, the stats favor them. They looked pretty good in this game. Grifo also looked good getting an assist uh, on uh, Gulde's goal for um, Freiburg, but that was too little, too late, and they lose. Big win for Leverkusen, though. Uh, just keep it. They just got to keep moving like they're doing right now. Overall, positive game for them. Um, Sandhausen in the DFB Pokal, not that tough of a competitor right now. They're in the uh, third tier of German football and they're mid table. So, I mean, it really shouldn't have been any um, struggle. It wasn't 5 2. Although it was tied up until the 80. Um, the 85th minute, which I was keeping an eye on this game, and I watched it, and then it really, Leverkusen took over. But up until the 85th minute, when Holozic got the would I mean winner, um, it was 2-2, but then um, Adi gave a, um, another goal in the 88th, and then another goal in the 90-plus um, second. So overall, turn, turned pretty ugly for Sandhausen at the end, but... Overall, they can't be too disappointed in the performance. How they om- they almost tied the top team in the Bundesliga. So, props to them. Positives for Leverkusen you could take out of this: Holoze gets a goal, um, Adi gets a goal, um, Amari gets a goal, Palacios ta. I mean, up front they they played up their second string, their backups: Holoze, Amari, um, Adi. Ali, um, the Moroccan 23-year-old, he got two goals. Again, he looks so good. But overall, I'd say really positive for Leverkusen, showing that they have guys they can bring off the bench and really can have positive. They brought their start, some of their starters on. Fring Pong and Havertz, or, uh, Florian Verts both got uh, assists in that one too, so that's another positive for them. Uh, Leverkusen 3, Hoffenheim 2. This was their most recent one in match day. Um in match day 10, Boniface, two assists, adding to his tally. He's now got seven goals, five assists. Still been remarkable. Hasn't scored a goal in a little bit, but he's obviously contributing massive in the assists, so that's very positive. Grimaldo, what a game. Two goals from him. I mean, he's a left wing back who has five goals and three assists. That shows you the success of the team. And then Jonas Hoffman continues to be super productive, gets an assist. And Florian Verts gets a goal. Overall, everyone on their team just seems to be firing. The defense looked a little shaky in this one. And overall, I would say you could probably say it was a pretty even game. Maybe even Hoffenheim should have won this one. They had more shots on target and more shots overall. But that's not the way that it fell. I mean, Leverkusen's clinical finishing really paid it into this one. But overall, you got to give them credit. So Leverkusen right now, wrapping them up, they're top of the table, two points ahead of Bayern, because they only have one draw. They've only dropped two points on the entire season so far. I mean, it's remarkable. 
and it just their transfer window and their whole business just seems to be getting better and better and better. So overall, super positive for uh, Leverkusen, and they're continuing their success this season. All the credits got to go to um, uh, Xavi Alonso as he's been so good. In this I mean, he's just continued to elevate this team. Bayern, this is the weirdest. I think this is probably the weirdest team. So, I I mean, Bayern, they're still dominant. 8-0 against Darmstadt in Week 9. Absolutely clinical. Kane, hat-trick, insane. Kimmich gets it. Okay, so this game was just had absolutely everything. Fourth minute, Joshua Kimmich gets a red card for Dogso. Tackled the last man, denying an, obviously, an obvious goal-scoring opportunity. That's the first red card of the game. Then yellow card gets canceled um, in the 19th minute uh, for Klaus, uh, Klaus Yasluf. And then he gets a red card. It was waved. The penalty was waved off. It was outside the box. He gets a red card. Then, so Darmstadt, um, Darmstadt are still, they're even men, and it's the game's still even until the 41st minute. Then they get another red card for Dog. So, I mean, it just could not get any worse for them. Halftime comes 0 0. And then Bayern with the man advantage, it went to crap for Darmstadt really quickly. Harry Kane in the 51st, 56th, Leo Sané, Jamal Musial in the 60th, Sané, uh, Sané again in the um, in the 64th, Harry Kane adds it five minutes later, Thomas Muller two minutes later, Jamal Musial in the 76th for his second, and then Harry Kane completed his hat-trick in the 88th. I mean, it really, really turned in the first half. Overall, pretty even. Bayern had one expected goal, and Darmstadt 0.68. Um, two more shots on target for Bayern. Not crazy. 11 shots on target for Bayern in the second half. One shot for Darmstadt. Expected goal for Bayern 4.75 to uh, Darmstadt 0.03. I mean, if you can't, you can get more of a difference. Like, any more of a difference. And then I haven't even talked about Harry Kane's heroic halfway goal. I mean, that was amazing. David Beckham. So, I mean, it's just it's just remarkable how this team is just completely switched. And those two red cards, super costly for Darmstadt. Uh, they fall down the table to uh, 15th, only one point away from 17th, and two points away from 18th, so not good for them at all. And this tanks their goal difference to be the worst in the league, where they were pretty much average with everyone at the bottom. So that's another big negative for them in this game. But overall, Bayern looks super dominant. Then you go to uh, Sauerbrocken, and you think, oh, Bayern's going to dominate this one. 2-1 win for Sauerbrocken. Um, Sothenheimer in the uh, fifty plus, or in this 46 minute one, I mean, stoppage time in the first half, really. He gets a goal. That equalizes it because Mueller had a goal in the 16th minute. Once Mueller got that goal in the 16th minute, everyone thought, it was, including myself, oh, yeah, Byron's just going to route them. Or it, they, held, they held it. 1-1 at halftime. You still think Byron's going to win the whole game. I mean, pretty much the entire game moves. And the 90-plus-6 minute, Gauss gets the um, winner. I mean, it was, it was crazy scenes. Um, Sauerbrocken only had two shots on target. Both were goals. Bayern only had seven, though, and they have 18 shots. 18 shots against a third-tier team? I mean, I wasn't expecting a whole lot from Bayern, but 
probably better than that. I mean, overall, this match was not good from Bayern. And I mean, it shows Sauerbrocken. I mean, what a what a performance. I mean, no one thought this. There's no way anyone could think this. And the only other team that I'd say is more surprising is a fourth-tier team, uh, Holmberg. Um, I mean, their story is also remarkable. They haven't really had to... F they've, I mean, they're, they're only Bundesliga team. Uh, they beat... So far, um, was Mainz, but... I mean, overall, I mean, it's remarkable that Holmberg's in it, but Schellar broken beating Bayern, remarkable story. Absolutely crazy. And then Dortmund versus Bayern, 4-0. Bayern looks super dominant. Harry Kane's second Bundesliga hat-trick in a row. Sonny gets a pair of assists. I want to point out Sonny for a second. Eight goals, four assists in this Bundesliga campaign. Last season, he had eight goals and seven assists. So he's only three assists away from his entire tally last year. I mean... Playing so much better. This is tied for the most goals he's ever uh, gotten in the Bundesliga. So, I mean, it's absolutely insane. And he's playing out of his mind right now. And if he continues this, Bayern be so dangerous in the Champions League. And I think they will win the title. Terry Kane, 15 goals, 5 assists. Now he has the most goals in Europe so far. He's got 20 goal contributions in 10 matches. Averaging 2 a game. I mean, it's crazy. Honestly, I don't think you could get any better. Um, and so for Bayern, absolute success. Still two points behind Leverkusen. I mean, if you're Bayern, you're hoping Leverkusen mess up. And they eventually will. There's no way you can go a season undefeated. I mean, Bayern are so far undefeated, but I, I just don't see any one of those teams go. I mean, no one's going to go undefeated. There's no way. I mean, this is Dortmund's first loss. But, I mean, it was a con convicting loss, and I don't know how they'll recover from it very well. Um, now we'll go to Stuttgart, who've had a rough uh, few games. They lose three to two against Hoffenheim in this game. Just they were just begging for Grassi. They had three point six one expected goals to Hoffenheim's one point seven. Should have won this game easily. Seventy three percent possession, absolutely dominating. Hones has them playing his style of soccer. It's amazing, and just Undav missed a penalty. Couldn't convert as well I mean his expected goals were way over what he had he only had one he got an assist too so not bad um Chris Frush gets a goal he's been very good for this season but overall just yeah just not do not have the finesse and don't have Garassi to bang the goals in the back of net which could be really really troubling overall not a good game for them and then but then they do get a win uh one nothing against Union Undev does get a goal in this one. Stats show they should win. They did win. Pretty much exactly how the stats said. 1-0, which is what the XG predicted. And overall, Undev got the goal. That's a big thing for them. They'll move on. And I think they really could win this. With Bayern now, I think the best team has got to be Leverkusen. I mean, that's not a huge statement. But... They've got Dortmund, and I think this is going to be a really, really interesting game, and I'm really excited to see this. December 5th, so there's a bit of a break, and I think they'll have Grassi back by then. They should, at least. So that's huge news for them. We'll see what form he comes back in. But that game, I think, will be really, really interesting to see how good Stuttgart is in comparison to the Bundesliga, if we haven't already figured that out. This was a really disappointing game for Stuttgart, though. 2-0 against Hoffenheim. Massive win for Hoffenheim at home. But from a Stuttgart perspective, not good at all. 
Um, XG went uh, went to Stuttgart. I mean, they dominated the game, sixty nine percent possession, and just did not fall for them. Again, no finishing. Dennis Undav did not play that well. Um, Silas Kupa Matamba uh, missed a penalty, so just cannot find a penalty guy outside Garasi. So that's a really big issue for them. Not only missing a penalty, but also just other issues through the game and just could not get any goals going. No clinical finishing. So overall, just not a productive game at all. And if this is going to continue, it's going to be a really tough stretch until you get Garasi back, and that's if he's in good form. So we'll just have to see. Stuttgart not doing great. Still in the DFB Pokal, though, so positive for that. Dortmund... Um, they get the in matching nine. They get the one nothing win against Hoffenheim. Big win there. Kind of against how it was. A, I thought it would go. I thought Hoffenheim probably could have a really good shot in this game. They didn't. Dortmund dominated. They had twenty two shots to Hoffenheim six. Seven shots on target. Dominated the game. Didn't really look like Hoffenheim had much of a chance. Only one nothing. Little bit disappointing in that. Royce gets a goal. Bino Gitten gets an assist. And overall, they looked really positive. And so I think going after this game, I was feeling a lot better about Dortmund. Then they, or that was a DFP Pokal game. Sorry, I messed that up. And then um, their, their, their matching nine game was Frankfurt 3 3. This game, though, was very, very entertaining. Back and forth. Brandt got the equalizer in the 82nd. Mokoko and Sabitzer all got goals for Dortmund. So positive attacking wise extremely negative on the defensive, just continue to not have any defensive um, leadership at all. Mats Hummels looks super old. Marius Wolf looks like this is not his level. He needs. He, they need to find a right back. He's not their right back. Benson Baimi was positive in this game. Schlutterbeck was fine. Koble did not look that good. He gets injured, so that's a big issue. And then their uh, keeper, Alexander Mayer, comes back. And, I mean, he just faced an onslaught. And so he, he performed okay compared to what he faced. But, I mean, Frankfurt finally getting clinical finishing punished them. The Pokal win I just mentioned over Hoffenheim. And then the game I talked about a little bit before. Now we'll talk from the Dortmund perspective. 0-4 to four against Bayern. Again, Bayern just dominating Dortmund, there's just, there's not really, I don't really see this as like a Dare Classic, I know it's a Dare Classicer, but it's not really a rivalry when one team wins every year. Uh, and Edison Teresic has no answer to anything Bayern throws. So overall, it's, I mean, it's just, there's just nowhere to go for Dortmund. Got dominated, played off the pitch in this game. Didn't matter if they put a high line, they try to slow the counterattack down. I mean, Bayern just ripped apart them in every which way. And there, once the goal went in in the fourth minute and then the ninth minute, I knew it was over. There was no way Dortmund were going to be able to hold Bayern while trying to play an offensive game because Bayern's counterattack is just so devastating. So if they get ahead early, it's almost game over. It wasn't game over for Sellerbroken, but that might have been also Bayern lacking focus. This game, they did not lack, lack focus. Clinical. Dortmund really can't get any, like, quality chances. They got 15 shots in this game. They outshot Bayern. It's just none of their chances are really that quality, and they only have one shot on target. So 
even if that shot went in, they still would have lost 4-1. So it's just the quality of chances they're creating. It's just that's the issue for them. And they have talent. I just don't know what's happening, and I don't know where that talent, why that talent isn't being used to the full extent. But anyways, um, moving on down the table, Leipzig. Currently they sit fifth. Um, their their game against uh, Cologne in match day nine was a um, clinical game for Leipzig. Six goals to zero. Werner gets a goal and a penalty. Openda gets a double. Raum, Sesko, and Baumgartner all get goals. Javi Simmons on two assists. He's got six assists, three goals. Very good for him. Openda gets two goals in this one. Bringing his total up to eight goals and two assists on the season. So, again, super for him. Uh, Raum and Ver- Werner, everyone got a huge confidence boost. Absolutely destroyed uh, Cologne in this game. Not really much else to say. Dominating win. Then it gets really disappointing. 1-0 uh, loss against Wolfsburg in the DFB Pokal. They're knocked out. Cerny in the 14th minute. And they played a lot of their starters. They put Polson, Openda, uh, Javi Simmons, Klosterman, Gulashi. They they bring in Sesco, Baumgartner, Cavallo. But the issue, the real big issue for uh, um, Leipzig was when they were trying to get back. Josef Polson gets a red card. Super disappointing from an experienced player. Gets a second yellow. I mean, just not what you need at all. There's no reason to get a second yellow there. Really dumb from him. Couldn't find a way back after being a man down. And like that, they're eliminated. Super disappointing. Stats show it was a really even game on like the expected goals. Leipzig did still dominate possession, even though for half the game they were a man down. Or a little bit less. But five shots on target for Wolfsburg to Leipzig's one. So that's the big, that's the big um, difference there. Then the game that surprised me the most was Mainz. Leipzig lose... Um, 2-0 to Mainz in a game that, I mean, it looked like Mainz were the better team at a lot of points. I mean, Leipzig did not show up to at this game at all, which is really interesting because seeing how Bayern responded to a loss in the DFB Pokal and just seeing how Le- Leipzig also had a loss and just didn't respond well at all. So disappointing for them. Overall, not the performance they would want to put out. And super disappointing. I mean, I keep saying it, but yeah, it's just not what you want to see from a Leipzig team that has so much talent losing to a Mites team who are not really there right now. And that drops uh, Leipzig quite a bit off. their eight points off of the top of the table, six points off of Bayern. So I think the title is almost already gone for them, which again, super disappointing as Leipzig, their whole goal is to be challenging for titles. And I mean, they're real... I mean, they don't really have a shot for a trophy this season. I don't see them winning the Champions League. They're out of the DFB Pokal, so looks like it'd be a trophyless season. So super disappointing uh, week for Leipzig after getting the six no win. So yeah, it's taken a sour turn for them. Hoffenheim are six, so they've been doing very good in the game against Stuttgart. I think they're a little bit lucky to have Garassi not on the field because of his injury. They take care of it anyways. Big for them, though. Uh, Valta Veghorst gets his second goal. He's, he just needs to get more confidence because right now he's 
hasn't been so great for them. Um, Skov and Promel both get uh, goals, and Bauman uh, gets in a, a, a penalty save, so huge for him. And, I mean, he played it very well. Um, but overall, great at showing great attacking clin- um, clinical, super clinical from Hoffenheim. The only disappointing thing is they only had 27% possession in this game. So they did kind of get dominated. And the shots show that as 23 shots to Stuttgart, 7 to um, Hoffenheim. But five of those shots were on target, and they end up winning. But, I mean, the player of the game, for me, has to go to uh, Bauman. Huge performance from him, saving so many shots. He saved, he had eight saves. I mean, that's crazy. So, big shout-out to him in that game. Then they, I just talked about it, they lose to Dortmund 1-0 in the uh, DFB Pokal. Uh, They play mostly their top team. Super disappointing for Pelican Monorazzo. Because this is a game that I think they probably could have won. They didn't play super well, but knowing how Dortmund have been playing, yeah, this is a game that's disappointing for them. And then they continue their losing against Leverkusen, which is tough because Leverkusen are just a machine right now. And, I mean, the stats say they probably deserve to lose, but it wasn't a huge margin. And it's, I would say, disappointing for them overall. But Veghorst um, would get another goal, so that was his second other one was his first, so he's finally starting to hit decent form for them. That's huge. Stach got a goal from midfield, but, I mean, I, I don't fault them too much. They've run against Dorman and Le- Leverkusen. It's not the worst thing, but, I mean, you're a little bit... I think you're more disappointed about the Dortmund loss than the um, Leverkusen loss if you're a Hoffenheim fan, but overall, I would say not the worst week, but could have been a lot better. Um, then you move on to seventh place, uh, Frankfurt. Again, they looked okay, not great, but the biggest thing for them, so they do get they do get a three three draw against Dortmund. So this is a game I thought they looked okay, but not great. But the huge thing for them is Omar Marmouche got two goals in this game, and I'll continue to talk about him the entire uh, time I talk about Frankfurt. He's been so good of recent. Anyways, he gets two goals. Um, for Frankfurt, massive, massive performance out of him, and then he can, uh, and then that was a huge performance. I would say mainly for them. Chabibi gets a goal, um, Shikri gets a goal or assist as well. So, I mean, they're starting to get some attacking uh, performances. They'll, I, I think you'll take a point against Dortmund. DFB Pokal handled business against a um, third, third tier side. So not the greatest. Because it's only a two nothing win with Shukri and Kanaf getting goals, but you can't be too disappointed just because it's a tough game, and I mean they're away, so they got a goal in the fourteenth minute, and they got—I mean they eventually got the ninety minute goal. They dominated the game. They had around the same amount of shots, though. Their quality of chances were just better when they had four more shots on target. So. Uh, Big win for uh, Frankfurt to keep their DFB Pokal hopes alive. And then they get a 3 nothing thumping of Unum Berlin. And in this game, they this was weird. They only had four shots, but three of them were on target. All three of them went in, and all three of them were huge chances. So it's, it's like those youth games where it's like players don't want to shoot unless it's a perfect chance. Well, they didn't shoot unless it was a perfect chance. And all three of them <laughs> ended up being goals. So... 
or three out of their four shots end up being goals. So, I mean, that is just crazy. And it's Omar Marmouche again. He gets uh, two goals in this game, bringing his season tally up to six. And this is just huge for Frankfurt. They need a striker bad since Kolomowani left. And now uh, Omar Marmouche already has more than he had in the last, um, is his highest total ever in the Bundesliga. So that's just massive, massive, massive for him. And overall, if he can continue doing this, I think Frankfurt will continue to go up the table as they're now in seventh after a rough start. They only have four wins, five draws, but only one loss. They're so difficult to beat. They have um, only they've only let in two more goals than Bayern. They're at the same amount as Leipzig, which is uh, they're tied for second best in the league, which is amazing. And if they can get a, a striker like Omar Marmosh to get fifteen between twenty to fifteen to twenty goals in a season. Yeah, they're going to be amazing. So if he continues to perform like this, they'll be really, really good. Freiburg sitting in eighth, not a good week for them at all. Uh, they get they lose two one against Leverkusen again. I'm not going to fault them too much. Um, Guldi getting the goal, but it was just again I talked about it earlier a little too late. Don't want to talk too much more on this one because it's really just the same thing as Leverkusen, Buzzsaw. It's just so hard to beat them right now. The big, big loss for them. 3-1 against Paderborn. Super disappointing. I mean, FC Paderborn, I mean, there really should not be a Bundesliga 2 team. They, they have history enough to be a... They're, but they're right now in the middle of the Bundesliga, or middle of Bundesliga 2s. So, they're not playing great, but they get a 3-1 win over Freiburg. And they deserved it. They had 20 shots, or Freiburg had 20 shots to Paderborn's five, but Paderborn's five were huge chances that Freiburg was just not making. I mean, they were just not creating chances. And um, the striker was, I mean, a player was really on for Paderborn, Sleepy Vegeta, 23 year old player. He's been balling out in the uh, Bundesliga 2 this season. So I'm looking forward. I'm guessing if Paderborn don't go up, which is not likely right now. I think we'll see him in the Bundesliga for a different team or different on a different team, no matter where, somewhere else in Europe, because he's been playing well. And then um, Musalik, uh, Musalaj, Musalaka. Um, anyway, Kosovo player, 25 years old, has six goals to assist on the season. He gets a goal and an assist, and that sends Freiburg out. Uh, Muller did not play well in this game. Uh, Florian Muller, the, the goalkeeper, so it's just not a good game at all for Freiburg. Super disappointing. Another disappointing game against Gladbach, 3-3. So, and they, I mean, it's positive the fact that they came back. They're up one nothing. They concede three goals, and then they get two back. So, super positive for that. But, again, just super disappointing overall. And not what you want to see from uh, a team. Right now, they're just not playing to where they need to be. And a team that's currently sitting eighth, playing against a struggling Gladbach team, giving up, losing points at home. It's disappointing. Uh, Holera gets a golden assist, so that's positive because they need a striker, and he just hasn't been that good. Garifo converts on his penalty like he always does. He's got eight goal contributions so far. Again, that's, I mean, that's what you kind of expect from Garifo. He's been so good for them for so long. But Merlin Roja, um, 21-year-old player, looked really positive in this game, gets an assist, so... Look forward to seeing him uh, continue to grow, and he could be a really good talent for Freiburg in the future. 
will move down the ranks uh, to uh, Wolfsburg in ninth. This was a really interesting week for Wolfsburg. It started out not great. 3-2 loss to Augsburg. Didn't play well. Vin gets a goal, and they get a goal. Uh, Meher gets a goal off a penalty. But they concede an own goal um, with Bernal. And um, overall, pretty even unexpected goals. Just disappointing to concede three, only score two. So disappointing to drop points to Augsburg. Uh, that was, um, yeah, that was a tough one for them. Then they go and beat Leipzig, which I've already talked about. Huge win for them. Um, massive. Continue their hopes in the DFB Pokal, which, again, I think is so wide open. I mean, when you have Sellerbroken beating Bayern, anyone can beat anyone. This showed that Wolfsburg beating Leipzig. Never thought this was going to happen, but it does. The red card I already talked about for Polson helped them out. Sereny, Tomas combining for uh, Wolfsburg's only goal. Big win for them. And then a uh, 2-2 game against Vetter Bremen. Huge win, uh, or a huge point for them. But overall, I think you would want more. Um, Vetter Bremen did look pretty decent in this game. But you're going to want more. The, issue, the real big issue was um, the red card. I mean, it's a red card to Lacroix, who's one of their center backs, or Lasor. So that's huge for them losing him. Kevin Paredes, the American. So that's, I mean, I, I'm very, uh, that was very keen to me. He gets a goal. He's, again, he's looking good for them as well. Uh, Major gets a assist. Sereny, uh gets another goal. So he's been very good. Uh, last two games, two goals. So. That's interesting. He hasn't been really good for them at all. I mean, he had, he's really struggled. He played very well in the Eredivisie last season for Twentil. Um, but, I mean, he's 26 years old, so he's not exactly super young. But he had 13 goals and 11 assists. So, looking very good uh, in the Eredivisie. So, I think he clearly has talent. But overall, pretty up and down week for Wolfsburg. Uh, moving on to Augsburg, who are 10th right now. Uh, their first, uh, their match day ninth game, uh, they played Wolfsburg in a 3-2 uh, to two win. Just talked about this from the other end. Um, Tits, Bernal, and Ingles all getting goal. Huge, or goals, huge win. Uh, big one for them. Uh, they do get a red card. Um, they, I mean, they got a red card very late in the game, though, in the 87th minute. Didn't affect them too much. Better, uh, Brunel was a own goal, so a little bit fortunate for that. Overall, pretty even game on expected goals. They uh, had five shots on target, three went in, so pretty lucky. I would say a little bit lucky on that, but they all took all their shots from inside the box, so they took high percentage chances, and it worked out. Huge three points for them uh, as they continue to be mid-table right now, which I think Augsburg fans are going to be super happy with that. Right now, they're six points off of 16th with um, five teams in between there, them and there. So, pretty big uh, pretty big margin for them right now. They got one point against Cologne in the last match day. Uh, uh, Tits, getting an, Tits getting another goal um, in the 25th minute. I mean, again, Jensen gets another assist. He has so He's already got three this season and all three of them in the recent game. So, he's been playing much better. Um, Tits, that's his, uh, second goal, 
Actually, I mean, his last three games have been in the Bundesliga have been insane. He's got three goals and assists in all in the last three games, each getting each game getting a goal. So I mean, he's really starting to find form, which is really good for them. He's got five goal contributions on the season, and with Augsburg a little bit struggling for goal, not not a ton. They're conceding a lot. So now that they have a striker that's starting to play better, hopefully they can focus on locking down that defense, and that's what yes, Thorpa. Uh, we'll probably be focusing on as Augsburg. I mean, they've got a little bit of a easier schedule, I'd say, for the next few games. They've got Hoffenheim, Union, Frankfurt, and Vetter. So I, I expect they'll lose a few of those, but they need to get some points as well just to stay mid-table. Moving on to Gladbach. And Gladbach is just one of those teams that it's kind of fun to watch their games because you never know what's going to happen. It could be really entertaining f- with Gladbach playing well or against them. This game... Huge uh, for Gladbach. They get a 2-1 uh, win. Plie opened the scoring in the fourth minute. It was an equalizer for Hoffenheim in the 38th. And then uh, Florenbach own goal gives Hoffenheim, or not Hoffenheim, Gladbach the win. Huge win for them. They deserved it. They had higher expected goals. More shots on target. More shots overall. They played very well in this game. Plie gets the goal. Gets a man in the match. Huge for them. As they continue to try and fight back up the table. Right now they're 11th, not great. But this week, this week was pretty decent for them. As they got a uh, another win against Heidenheim. They play them twice. This time they win 3-1 in the DFB Pokal. And Jordan Pifolk, he played really, really well in this game. Gets two goals. Huge for Gladbach. They haven't really had a striker. And then he gets a little bit of a knock. So he should be, um, he should be back early December. So that's disappointing that... I mean, he's injured, but gets two goals in this game. Uh, Robin Hawk gets a goal and assist, and Nguomo uh, gets a goal, um, or actually he gets uh, rather an assist in this game. So uh, really positive for Gladbach. They played very attacking soccer. I mean, this was much better than their first game against Heidenheim, and they get another win, so that's positive. Um, uh, and then they get a 3-3 draw. I already spoke about this one when I was talking about Freiburg. Uh, Pifog, this is before his injury that he got injured in this game. He gets a goal. Plie gets a goal. Viegel uh, was a player of the match for uh, Hoffen, or for not for, for Gladbach, in a goal and assist. So positive from him. Overall, super positive. I would say weak for Gladbach, considering all that they've had. They took a team that's higher than them um, in the standings. They took a point for them at home, so that's positive. They get they keep going in the um, DFP Pokal. And they beat Hoffenheim twice, or Heidenheim twice, which is really hard to do to beat the team twice in a row, same week. So, yeah, super positive. I think they'll continue to look going forward, and I think they're much better than where they are in 11th. I think they're better than Augsburg, Wolfsburg, and Freiburg, all three of them in front of them. So I, I think that even though this was a 3-3 draw, I, th- I think Gladbach really could have easily won this game. So overall, I think they'll be much higher than the standings as the uh, year goes on. But we'll go down another one to Vetter Bremen in 12th. Not, not a great start to the season. I mean, they're four points away from 17th and 16th, so not great. But there's a few, there's quite a few teams down there, so they're not in imminent trouble yet. But it's not looking fantastic for them either. Uh, in this week, they play, I mean, in Mashi 9, they played uh, Union, they won 2 nothing. Nosk and uh, Nok getting an own goal 
in favor, uh, helps Vetter Bremen, and then Dusch getting the uh, sealer with an assist from a center back. So, not the most re you can't really reproduce that goal a lot, but I mean, you'll take it. Dusch, he's had a pretty decent season, uh, seven goal contributions. Uh, it's a little bit, I think it's much tougher without his uh, partner from last year. But he's continuing to produce. Last year, he had 18 goal contributions. I don't know if he'll get to that number. But if he can get at least to 15 goal contributions, it, I think Vitter Raymond will stay up. Uh, they slightly higher in, um, in uh, XG, and they had be better chances overall than Unan in this game. Uh, they did not have a DFB Polkalm game because they were knocked out um, quite a bit earlier. To Victoria Colon way earlier um, in August, so that was disappointing, but they then can focus on, or they can focus on Wolfsburg, which they got a 2-2 game, and um, they had, again, a strike partnership that I don't know why uh, Ole Werner is, is really against playing. I think Santos Barrera, he's not the greatest player, but in this game, he looks good, gets a goal, Dos gets a goal, and overall, they look like a decent partnership, both getting goals in this game. So I don't really understand why um, he's so against playing them together. But he is. Don't know all the behind the scenes, whatever. They get a draw. Not the greatest game um, for them. Pretty even overall. And, I, and they'll take a point on the road. So um, not the worst game for them. But they need to start winning games. Uh, they've lost too many. They've lost six. So hopefully they can switch that up. Coming up, they don't have the craziest schedule, but they've got Frankfurt, which, okay, actually, they do have a pretty crazy schedule in the next few games. Frankfurt, who've been flying super high right now, and if they can stop Omar Marmouche, they'll be fine, but he's been outstanding in his last few games, so that might be tough. Leverkusen is seemingly unbeatable right now, so I think that's going to be super tough. And then you have to go play Stuttgart, who, at that point, should have uh, Grassi back. So, again, super tough for, in that in that wake. Hopefully they can get at least three point in three points in the first game against uh, Frankfurt because I don't really see anything else happening too much for them. Moving on to Heidenheim, who were thirteenth, they had a really sour week. I mean, I just talked about they lost to Gladbach twice. First game, the only positive you can really take away is uh, Dinky gets another goal, um, looking good again. That's his fifth goal of the season, so positives on that. And then they get, and then uh, another loss. Don't really want to talk too much. Just talked about it. They kind of got played off the park. They didn't play very well. And two games uh, on the road in Gladbach Park. So I mean, that's just really tough. Three days apart. It. I mean, it's tough to lose twice to the same team. But if it's gonna happen, this I, I think this is definitely the way it would. And it did. Uh, Hoffen or Heidenheim get the two nothing win against Stuttgart though. That's huge. Uh, Schnoppner and Kleidenheist both get goals, both later 70th and 90 plus 4th minute goals. But Stuttgart just really struggling. And, I mean, they dominated the game. They had way higher expected goals. Just there's no finishing from them. And, I mean, they can see a penalty Heidenheim does, and it just doesn't matter because they just can't. They have no one that can convert a penalty right now. And even though Mankia committed the foul, he didn't get punished, so that's a big. Uh, that was a big hurt for Stuttgart, but huge points for Heidenheim. 
as that was their uh, third win, and that's big for them. They, I mean, they have the same thing Vitter Bremen's done. They've won three, drew one, and lost six. So they've lost so many games, it's just that's adding up. So if Heidenheim can turn some of those losses into wins and draws, they can definitely get a shot up to stay up. I thought for sure they would go down at the beginning of the season, but they're much more competitive than I thought they would be, especially with some of the talent they have. Moving on to 14th, Bulkham. Not the worst week, not the greatest week, uh, but I think they'll definitely take it. Match day 9, they get a 2-2 draw against Mainz at home. Not the greatest, as they definitely thought they were going to uh, win it when Schlutterbeck got his uh, goal for Bokov and not the one before he got that he had an own goal, but he redeemed himself, thought they had the winner. Concedes so late, dropping two points at home. I mean, it's devastating in the 90-plus six minute. You really can't afford to be making these mistakes when the race is just so tight. They're on eight points. They could easily be on ten, though. And that would have been um, a huge like a huge boost, but again, just didn't happen, just didn't play out that way. They dominated the game. I mean, how Mainz even got... I mean, they got an own goal, and then they got one other goal. Like, they had 0.43 expected goals, just did not play well at all. So, overall, disappointing to, uh, to not get three points out of that one. They do get three points against Darmstadt, though. 2-1 winners. Uh, Tacoma Sano coming alive, getting two goals in this game. Huge for them. I believe this was their first win of the season. So, again, that's massive um, to really get a win after five draws. And Darmstadt, the team right behind them. Disappointing. Uh, but first, we'll talk about Tacoma Sano Huffman getting an assist in this one. But Tacoma Sano... I mean, he really, really looked good in this game. And I know, I've, I've always spoke highly of him. And I, I think he's got so much talent. He just hasn't been able to find the finishing instinct. And he did in this game. And that's really huge for Boca. We'll talk about the team that they just played, though, in Darmstadt, who are, or actually, yeah, Darmstadt, who are in 15th. Um, I, I did talk about their first game. I don't really want to talk too much about it. It was the 8 nothing win against, or loss, 8 nothing win, loss against Bayern Munich. Two red cards, just so disappointing mistakes. After you go man up, you're, th- I mean, you really, really should be in control. You can't make stupid mistakes, and then you get two red cards. I mean, it's just so bad on so many different accounts, and really hung their team to dry. Their two center backs did, and so overall, super disappointing. Can't do too much about it, but yeah, I mean, just dumb mistake there. And then the game they lose against Bochum, oh, it's just so disappointing. It's at home, and you kind of get played off the park by a team that was behind you at that point, now is ahead of you. So, I mean, they're in a real relegation scrap. They're one point above 17th and 16th, so and two points above 18th. So, I mean, they could easily fall to the bottom of the table by the end of the next match day. So, yeah, it's, it's not looking great for them. But it's not like the worst either. Their issues, they've, they've lost three games in a row. So that's not good. Their huge game against Mainz, though, who are 17th. So that's a big game coming up, and we'll see how that really goes. I think if they can, it's a huge game for Mainz and Darmstadt to see who will really um, give their survival hopes a huge boost because these games against the other teams you're fighting relegation for are so massive. Union, though, 
I mean, this is so... I mean, they're just a terrible team right now. They haven't... They continue their streak. They haven't won since August 26th. They have a massive losing streak going. I mean, it, it's it's actually it's just genuinely remarkable. They've they're on twelve games, twelve games lost on the bounce. I mean, how how on earth this is like happened? And I get Earth Fisher has been good for them. He's been really good for them, but he's got to be feeling so much pressure right now. And I mean, it's crazy. At the time of recording, he hasn't been fired yet, but he well could be. Because 12 losses on the bounce is terrible. And they look, they show no sign this week at all. Uh, Vetter Brayman, 2-0 two, two loss. I mean, they did not play well at all. There was really no attacking threat. They had 7 shots total, only 2 on target. Yeah, not good enough. Then they go play Stuttgart. They lose uh, 1-0. Against a team who don't even have their striker, can't finish to save their lives. But they can fi- they get one goal here, and again, Union, seven sh- shots. They didn't get one shot on target. That's not good enough. And then you p- play uh, Frankfurt, 3-0 loss. You run into Omar Marmouche, who's been hot. I get that. But again, three shots on target, zero big chances, zero, like, really just no creativity, and overall, just, it's a disaster. Who thought Union Berlin would be in 16th place with only two wins through 10 matches? They're on six points. I mean, it's absolutely crazy. They're on pace for uh, like 20 points in the entire season. Uh, Last season, though, they were fourth with 62. So, I I mean, I just don't understand. They have the same amount of losses as they did last year now. The entirety of last year, they already have the same amount of losses. I mean, it's crazy to see how bad they've been this season. So, will they go down? I don't think so. They're definitely going to be finding a way to get up, stay up. They have way too much talent to go down. But the fact that it's even close is just terrible, terrible, terrible. Everything's gone wrong for them. Uh, Mites, though. Probably, the, I would say, rivaling Bayern for the weirdest week. They get a 2-2 draw against Bolkham. This, I mean, huge point they pick up, right? Because they were supposed to lose. They should lose. They don't. They get a last-minute winner on the road. Huge win. Lose 3 nothing to Hertha, second team, right? In Bundesliga 2, concede two penalties. Don't look remotely good. Lose that. And then go beat Leipzig 2 nothing. Like, what? And they dominated. They, they, they won. I mean, they had only a 32% possession. But they had more shots on target and the same amount of total shots. So overall, I mean, Mainz played better. And so I I just don't understand how you go from drawing Bokob, losing to Hertha, and then beating Leipzig. It just doesn't make sense. Anyways, huge three points against uh, uh, Leipzig for their first win of the season, which is crazy. I didn't think any team was going to get their first win against Leipzig, and maybe except for like the first few games. But we're in the 10th, 10th match day, so that's crazy. Now talking about the last place team, Cologne. I mean, not a good week. They get crushed six nothing by Leipzig, then lose three uh, two to a team that's not in the Bundesliga, and they're in the second Bundesliga. Clauderslotter, uh, and they don't look good, obviously. And they get a one one draw for 
Augsburg. So overall, they lose two games, get one point in the Bundesliga. They're out of DFB Pokal. I mean, things are not looking good for Cologne at all. And overall, fifth place or fifth five points out of ten games. Yeah, I mean that's why you're 18th. So overall, not good at all from Cologne. I think they'll pick it up. I mean, they have to. They've only got eight goals, by far the least amount so far. I just don't see it going any further up. So, yeah, tough. But thank you for listening. I know this was a lot longer one. uh, But I really appreciate you listening through. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.